You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hola, bienvenidos, mi amigos. Welcome to Mission Lab. This is episode 52, entitled, What Have We Learned? Question mark. And the astute listener will note, as we hinted at last week, that we are celebrating our 52nd episode, which is a milestone for us because that means we, my have friends... Have been recording... For a year. For one year, we have not missed a single week. And so we wanted to celebrate and have a party. And uh, we've already had the party. Sorry that you weren't invited to it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we want to take this opportunity to reflect on the last year. Camille, how are you doing today? Great. Good. Excellent. So welcome back to the show after being here last week as well. And you're on again. Yeah, it's two weeks in a row. It's two weeks in a row. Amazing. We're, yeah, we're starting to starting to make it a habit. Um, so yeah, but before we launched into reflections on what we have learned about mission, discipleship, community, church over the last year, we thought we would share some statistics with you. And for all those of you who listen on a regular basis, know yes. that I love the stats. She loves the stats, and so we are going to grant her the privilege of sharing some stats for us. So, Camille, tell our listening audience about the millions upon millions <laughs> that are listening to our show. What are the? Is it two or three million that have downloaded episodes? So, uh, the total number of downloads has reached. Almost, almost, ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yes. So we're not we're not going viral yet. We're not quite on like Radio Lab or This American Life status, but we're we're gently, well on our way. Well on our way. Yes. No. What's the exact number, by the way? Nine thousand nine hundred and fifty-eight. Yep. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. We're and we are appreciative to all of you who have tuned in and, and downloaded stuck and stuck with us. Um, that doesn't, that may not seem like a lot on the one hand, but that is also pretty cool that like 10,000 times people have downloaded our episodes. And so thank you to one and all for doing so. I think sometimes it can get, can be a tiny bit discouraging because all we are is just talking to ourselves in our small little room in our house and we don't always see the effects of what you guys are thinking or hear what your thoughts are. So we always love hearing from you guys, whether it's questions or suggestions for episodes, because it reminds us that there is a live active audience listening mm -hmm. to us. And um, with this stat of almost 10,000 downloads, it just it makes that more even more real. That's right. So we really yeah. appreciate. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. Honestly, genuinely. Thank you. Um we just do this because we like to talk about mission and discipleship. We never have had any delusions of having a huge audience. We, all, we of course, 
the very model of mission and discipleship we emphasize focuses on small anyway. So like small is the new big. And um, so, yeah, we're appreciative. Thank you. So Camille, tell us if you were to guess, no, you know, what are the top five most downloaded episodes of those 10,000 of the 51 episodes we've had so far? Uh, what are the top five? So the top five uh were was episode one which was reimagining church not surprising people check it out they listen and i guess apparently not as many people listen to the rest of them meaning they don't <laughs> like what they've heard but yeah number one reimagining church by the way if you haven't listened to these if you're tuning in you've never listened before these will give you some insight as to what people think are the best ones presumably so number yeah. one reimagining church two episode was one. episode 23 which was ty unfiltered which was mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that one with ty gibson mm-hmm. uh episode three was um or number three was episode 28 which was learning from humanists mm. which would be a shout out to my sister and mm-hmm. my brother-in-law um greg and mm-hmm. shelly well, um, your sister is Shelly, your yes. brother-in-law is Greg, not yes. Greg and Shelly. Loved yeah. having them on the show. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, number four, was episode 24, was entitled, What Are We Talking About? Also, and what did we talk about in that episode, Sean? Also a summary, kind of like a very basic summary of what we're trying to promote in this episode, which is some very nice hair products that we are promoting on the show. No, just kidding. Uh, we are promoting, of course, mission and discipleship in community. So that one was also a summary of all these uh, ideas. And then number and five. Number five um, was episode 33, which was, does God need us to dress up? Hmm. That one And that was all on a tire. And- like when we, quote unquote, go to church, do we need to dress up in nice clothes, fancy clothes, wear our best, and so forth? What was fascinating to me as I was looking back over the stats, over the last 12 months, the month that garnered the most downloads over the last 12 months, because I was trying to figure, okay, are we trending up? Are we trending down? What are we doing? And um, we're generally trending up, but the month that had the most downloads was actually January of this year, January 2018. That was also the month that we released that episode, Does Not God Need Us to Dress Up? So for whatever reason, the episodes in that month were particularly... Probably the cold and snowiest month. (laughs) Yeah, well, actually, probably not quite. But anyway, um, those episodes were particularly relevant to our listening audience, and so... Check them out. But today, we're asking the question, what, what have, we learned have we learned in the last year? Mm-hmm. And, and Sean, why don't you go ahead? And- yeah. So let me start, first of all, with a parable. All right? A little, little analogy here. So I'm going to share a few things that I've learned as I've reflected over the last year, the things that jump out to me the most. So as we shared in last week's episode... I was set to run a marathon this last Sunday. You remember that, Camille? Yeah, I was there. So I've been training for the last 18 weeks. Um, I put on approximately, well, almost exactly 750 miles in training over 18 weeks. So you can do the math, however many miles a week that is. And uh, I I ran the Maine Coast Marathon, which went from... Kenny Bunk to Biddeford, Maine. And uh, 
those of you who have never run a marathon, what you might not realize, although you probably do, is that all along the way, there are water stations. Every couple of miles, you know, there is, um, you know, two or three miles, they have people with water and they have people with Gatorade so that you can receive hydration as you try to go that 26.2 miles. Now, they also oftentimes provide some sort of fueling. In other words, you know, whether it's some type of gels you can take so that can gives you energy or, you know, Skittles or oranges or watermelon. And uh, this marathon had the same thing. They don't have it at every water station, but they do have it uh, throughout some of the water stations. And wouldn't you know it, I got to the water station at mile 13, and they were serving M&M's. Delicious. Do you like M&M's, Camille? I actually don't. It, yeah. I think it, the candy is terrible, really. Yeah, okay. I mean, the, the chocolate is not good chocolate. Okay, all right. But uh, anyway, I decided to start consuming some of those M&M's, and wouldn't you know it, they were, after 13 miles, they were delicious. And uh, I actually, I, I didn't want to do this, but I actually decided to stop at the water station so that I could just eat as many M&Ms without having them like fall out of my mouth and, you know, go down to the road so I didn't lose out on any of them. But they were actually so good that I actually decided to ask the people who are helping the race to get me more. And then I asked them to get me more and it got to the point where I actually decided that I just wanted to stay there. And instead of going on to run the next, you know, the second half of the race, I actually just decided to stay and eat as many M&Ms as I could. I mean, wasn't that crazy, Camille? Weren't you probably disappointed? You were out there cheering and... We were standing there for a long time. Yes, yes. yes. And I said, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm just going to be here. I want to eat more and more M&Ms. And so they kept bringing me M&Ms and more M&Ms and more M&Ms to the point where I actually just dropped out of the race and I never finished it. <clears throat> so 18 weeks of training and uh, kind of all flushed down the toilet just so I could enjoy some M&Ms because they were free after all. Uh, of course, Camille, am I telling the truth? I don't know. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> No, I am not telling the truth. It is simply an analogy that dawned on me last week as I was sharing with some of the folks at our church. Of course, actually, I didn't even eat any M&Ms because I hadn't trained eating M&Ms. I trained using other things, and I'm not about to put something in my body that I hadn't trained for and like start throwing up or whatever. But no, I didn't stop. I didn't eat M&Ms. I didn't just like Drop out of the race because, Camille, there is only one reason why a person is standing at that starting line and running down that course. And that reason, that sing, they, they have a single reason when they're running a marathon. And that reason is? To finish that race. To finish that race. It's not to eat M&Ms, right? I would think not. That is, you know, a side benefit, perhaps. But 
the point of running the race is not to fill up on fuel at every water station. The point of the race is to finish the race. And those water stations and those fueling opportunities are merely there to assist us in getting to the finish line. They are not the thing. They are just something to help us get there. Now, the reason I share this is because what I have learned over the last year, among other things, is that we need to be so relentlessly and singularly focused on mission when it comes to being God's people and being the church. The point of the church is not to check out this. This is going to preach now is not to sit in a pew filling up on spiritual M&Ms week after week mm. and at every water station and saying, man, isn't this great? We get to come together each week. We get to you know, have spiritual M&Ms and we get to feel good about ourselves. The point of coming together as God's people is so that we can get refueled to fulfill our mission, which is join up with God in his mission. So yeah. what do you think of that, Camille? Is that a good analogy? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should see the expression on her face. Well, this is the second time I've heard this story. So. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I was there. <laughs> uh, with all that being said, how did the marathon go, Camille? Uh, Sean was awesome. He... And we, frankly, were awesome, too. We were cheering were for him along the way. And we were able to see him four times along with my brother-in-law. And uh, Sean PR'd. Um, personal record for pers- those who are not in the, you know, in the know when it comes to, to running. running marathons. Um, by 29 minutes, which was amazing. So he did it in 3.39.53. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all those extra a- hours and miles that he put on uh really paid off and mm-hmm. it was great to to be there to support him and so him that's basically why we had the episode so Camille could tell you <laughs> how I did now no but that's that's the point that I'm that I'm making is that like we exist as a church for one single person person sorry purpose person as well god uh, but we exist for one single purpose, and that is to join up with God in his mission. There's no other reason. We're, we don't get together every week just to help ourselves feel good about ourselves. We don't get together just because we want to sing nice songs. And we don't get, you know, we don't exist to put on programs. We exist to join up with God in his mission of making disciples. So that's what I've learned. Honestly, that's what I've learned. Like, and we're working through that as a church. Um, We'll probably no doubt talk about this in a future episode about how we're quote unquote restarting our church. But uh, just like getting everyone to be reminded of, of the singular purpose we have can be so helpful in getting people you know, on track and back to doing what we're supposed to be doing. So that's one of the things I've learned. Camille? I would say probably the number one thing that I've learned throughout... Um well, you know, we've been on this journey for two and a half. Two and a half years, yeah. Two and a half years. But in this last year, um, I think probably one of the major things that comes to mind is if we won't ha- have a conversation with people, who will? Mm. And what I mean by that is Sean and I both have just found so many people 
who have questions about God who, and they don't know where to get answers. You know, they, they have this very small picture of what Hollywood has portrayed or what Netflix has portrayed or uh, a book they've read or something like that. And that's all they have to go by. They may not go to church. Um, they may not have family members that they can ask. They may not have other friends that they can ask. And so I've just really realized that if I'm not willing to have a conversation when that opportunity presents itself, and I don't mean I'm going to start knocking on people's doors or I'm going to, you know, bother every single friend I have or, you know, hammer anyone with the gospel. And I don't mean that. What I mean is allowing, you know, Christ to lead and to lead in my friendships and relationships and conversations. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think that's probably the most thing that I've become aware of and realizing that it's not as scary as it sounds. I think growing up, it was kind of always this, and we've probably, you know, shared this before, but it was kind of always the concept was, well, you go and knock on someone's door and then you ask if you can pray with them and you ask, you know, ask if they want to track or ask if they want to buy books. And like, that was kind of like the model that I saw growing up. And I don't think that's, the model that we should be looking at. I'm not saying those things are bad, but I think that general organic conversations that you have with a coworker when that opportunity presents itself um, is not something that we need to be scared of. Hmm. So, yeah. And I think in the near future, we're, we're going to have an episode talking about the art of dialogue, the art of conversation. Like how do you have those conversations some, and especially if maybe they're hard because, um, yeah, a lot of people just are scared, nervous too. Like, oh, I can't bring up religion with people of all things. Like I was taught you don't talk about religion, you know, when I was growing up. And so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that in the near future. But, yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I'd say when I immediately thought of um, – this episode, when I thought of this episode, the first thing that immediately came to mind for me that I've learned is um, just how resistant uh, church people are to change. Um, I knew it theoretically, like I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, there's going to be um, resistance to, like, 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 as I mentioned just a minute ago, we are seeking to transition our church and you know we've kind of mentioned this over the last year but we are now taking more concerted steps to turn our church in a new direction like having actual official meetings and and voting and conversation and changing you know getting a mission statement and um changing uh, how we organize ourselves and structure ourselves. And again, we'll have this conversation, no doubt, in the future on a future episode. Um, but I just underestimated the level of resistance to change. And um, I think that's on all levels. Though. I don't think you said church people. I think that's just all of us in general. Well, we all yeah, don't like but, change. But I am talking specifically about church. Like it is, it is very hard to get. an institution to get a a religious organization to make significant change uh there is just so much inertia there is so much 
you know, stagnation. And it is a very, very, very powerful force. And, you know, going along with that, I, I guess I did not understand just how personal it would get. Um, and I, I don't want to like, you know, throw anyone under the bus or tell any stories like out of turn, but just like people, um, kind of accusing you of not caring because, Hey, there's all these people over here that, you know, are going to kind of leave the church if you move in this different direction and don't you care about them? And it's like, man, I care about them, but, um, but I care more about God and his mission. If I can like put those things, uh, pit them against one another. It's like, yeah, you know, we might make a few of our own people uncomfortable, but like, what about the hundred thousand people in our greater Bangor area that don't know Jesus? And we're like worried about, you know, stepping on toes, uh, the toes of those who already know the gospel. And so just the level of um, resistance to change and just how personal it can get is uh, something that has been very, 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 very eye-opening to me. And so, yeah, just like a warning to those leaders who might be listening, uh, you know, pastors or otherwise, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna hit home and it's going to, uh, sting a little bit if you're an agent of change. But I would, of course, encourage our listeners to recognize that we do need to take some drastic steps in, being able so we can join up with God in his mission. And so, yeah, that would be another thing that I've learned. Camille, do you have anything else that you have learned over the last 51 episodes? There's probably a lot more that I could share, but I will save that for another episode. (laughs) So next episode, we're going to have another. Well, I don't know about that, but you know, I'm sure at some point you will hear me share so you just more want, about our journey and um we'll we'll certainly look forward to that <laughs> i'm sure you will uh so you want me to keep speaking then is that what you're saying because i have one more oh okay go ahead i then. thought we were gonna kind of go back i thought you forth. actually yeah. only had a couple so i was well, thinking I we were winding down but uh, i guess you have one more so go ahead so if Sean. we're going back and forth and i have three and you have one <laughs> how do we do every other how would well, that work yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, it kind of couples with the one I just shared about, um, well, couples with the both I've shared, just my constant need for the gospel, the good news that uh, can um, encourage me and have people who can speak the gospel into my life. Last night, uh, this is, we're recording this on Saturday evening, May 19, we had a missional community gathering last night. Friday night, actually in our home. Uh, And uh, man, it was just so encouraging to me to have people gospel me. Um, That's a a noun that some have turned into a verb. Um, Just needing people to constantly remind me of the gospel and me constantly needing to like ground myself in the gospel over and over and over again. And sometimes we feel like, oh, man, that gospel stuff, that good news, that stuff about Jesus love and all that. Like, yeah, 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 that's 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 nice. But let's get on to the real important stuff. 
And like, we almost look down on people in a condescending way. Like, why do you need to keep hearing that God loves you? And, um, I've just been reminded again and again and again that we never graduate from the gospel. Like we need to be reminded of it again and again and again and again. And so that has been something over the last 51, 52 weeks that has been reinforced in my mind. So, And I can share one thing as we close here. Uh, one thing that I have, another thing that I have learned is that I feel like throughout this process, it's kind of, um, it can be discouraging sometimes because I feel like you take, you know, three steps forward and one back, four steps forward and two back. So I think um, for those of who, for those of you who are in the process of, of trying some of these ideas and really feeling God leading and feel passionate about this in your ministry and in your life, um, don't get discouraged. And I feel like those times where we do get discouraged, I feel like God's right there mm. showing us like, you know, look, Camille, look, Sean, this is this is who you are ministering to, or this is who you're blessing, or this is who you are affecting mm-hmm. in a positive way. And uh, so, yeah, I think that idea of moving forward, but then kind of moving back and then mm-hmm. taking more steps forward and moving a little back to, to not get discouraged mm-hmm. When, yeah, we were just talking that about that today that. Uh, with one of our leaders and church members at our church. Uh, we have, uh, they have, uh, and I guess we could say we have have uh, started to um, have another missional community that is functioning. And uh, so one of the leaders, and it was just kind of, you know, sharing some um, some you know sadness that oh man we've had it for two weeks and it's it's uh you know it's not going as well as we would have hoped at this point and and you know she was kind of discouraged and so Camille especially uh and myself a little bit but especially Camille is just like encouraging her like you know it takes time this is gonna this is a process and you know it's not you're not gonna run 100 miles an hour right away you need to take time and and like week after week it's going to be like i mean we're we're like two two plus years into our missional community and we are still like oh man when are we going to reach perfection because um you know there's ups and downs and when you're dealing with people it's uh it's complicated and we all have this going on or that going on and uh and i we were excited i texted the folks uh, after their gathering early this afternoon, I said, Hey, how'd it go? And they're like, Oh, it went awesome. You know, we had seven people there. Not that, you know, the number of people is the defining metric of success, but like, you know, it went awesome. It was really, you know, spirit led. And so, um, yeah, we need one another to encourage one another. Like that is so important. God made us to be relational, social creatures. And just the times where I feel a little, down and discouraged, like God brings along somebody and says, Hey, you can do it. God's in this. Don't give up. Like God loves you. Even if it like fails miserably, uh, as one of my friends, James said recently, failure is an event. It's not a person. And I like that failure is an event. It's not a person. Hmm. So yeah, good. Yeah. So again, guys, 52 weeks of hanging with us. We really appreciate it. And um, we will see you next week on Mission Lab. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike. 
by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ergay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Thank you.